Hey there, it's Lacey J from Space Bear Media, the makers of Lost in My 40s. Did you know that Space Bear Media also has a YouTube page where you can go to watch a video pre-show before every podcast episode? If you haven't watched it yet, stop, go there, do so, and then come back. Welcome back, everybody. Lost in My 40s, Episode 7, The Moth. This is a Charlie-centric episode, and we are going to hear from Ben today. Ben? Hello. You want to take it away, or was it just say hi? Christy and Derek are here as well, OBS. Hello. <laughs> All right, Ben. Tell us about Charlie. All right. I'm jumping right into Episode 7, The Moth. Um, so as we come into the show, we see, uh, Charlie sweating profusely, uh, trying to play his guitar. And obviously he's suffering from withdrawals. Um, Locke walks up to him, starts talking and no, asking no. him if he wants. Locke popped out of the jungle yet again. <laughs> <laughs> he just appeared this in the jungle. creepy way of appearing. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. He's, he's creepy it's a lock. He, he's a lock in the box. He's just kind of oh, boing. Boy. Yeah, oh, boy. exactly. <laughs> Uh, he asks Charlie uh, if, if he wants to go for a walk, and Charlie's like, no, I'm good, uh, to Locke, uh, which Locke persists. You know, the fresh air will do you some good. You know what? I had three orthopedic surgeries, and for some reason, it was after the second one that I had the worst fucking withdrawals from the pain meds. Now, it wasn't heroin, but it's opioids, so it's all the same stuff. And let me tell you something. Fresh air was not going to do me jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> no shit i just want to throw that out there <laughs> no what i needed was to like poop and uh, a fix of drugs that's what i needed <laughs> so uh continue <laughs> i think you just needed some lock in your life well yeah i don't know he never popped up <laughs> <laughs> uh so then we go back to the beach um where we find jack looking at a picture of kate I don't know. Is Jack, is that a action at that point or is that him? Anyway, <laughs> um, she comes up behind him and uh, says, you know, if you want to look at pictures, I can give you some. Um, and Jack just kind of, you know, all shucks, sh shrugs it off, um, says he just came back to the beach to grab a few things. And uh, the picture was just kind of there. They both sort of kind of go back and forth about, hey, you know, maybe you should come live in the caves, yada, yada. I love that she offers him a wallet size. <laughs> yes yeah. that was funny yeah that's good i you know I, I don't understand what her thinking is here why she's so obsessed with rescue she's a fucking fugitive just go live in the caves seriously and fuck jack have I, sex I, with jack and live in the caves what's your problem kate yeah it's you know, yeah, you're no, it's on perfect a beautiful for island jack's yeah. kind of hot you know like yeah. why not you're both the air hot. marshal's dead the air marshal's dead just chill out stay on yeah. the island what's your problem Plus, I can work the jack-in-the-box thing in again. <laughs> <laughs> so, noticing some themes here. Mm -hmm. um, 
And, and Jack is like, you know, Jack basically says he doesn't think that they're that they're going to get saved. Um, and he points out that the signal that they had detected was running for, I don't know, it was like a really long time, 16 years or whatever. Yeah. So at this point, Sawyer kind of comes in and starts doing what he does. Um, it basically tells, you know, that he's going to he's going to take Jack's tent since he was vacating. And he kind of intimates that, like, you know, Kate might be able to share it with him. He's such a fucking instigator. I wrote down in my notes, Sawyer is such a shit. Yeah, he, he really is. He is indeed. Yeah. He's he's like, his dimples are like, they're like sirens. They just pull you into the rocky shores, you know? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh and I, I'm, I'm 100% straight, but sometimes it's like, oh, those are great dimples. Um, they are great dimples. Plus, he's hot. I really like it when he takes off his shirt. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really funny you guys i saw like the other day on facebook somebody posted um randomly as their status a friend of mine wrote you know what i was just thinking there were a lot of hot people on that plane from lost they were just out of nowhere it was uh ben it was chiho who did that yeah. you know it was my friend chiho and he just wrote this just random thing and i read it and i was like that is so weird and timely for just me <laughs> anyway then we cut back to the jungle and we find charlie sort of wandering around looking well lost um and he hears like what like growling and rustling in the bushes <laughs> <laughs> yes, Locke, is that you? We know it's obviously not Locke. And then the 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 rustling gets louder. And then you hear what what I guess is supposed to be one of the boars, but it sounds more no. like a fucking banshee when it yeah, comes it's out. A, like, it's exactly yeah. what I wrote down. The boar sounds like a banshee. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised when a boar came out. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. I expected some, yeah, some chimera or some other demon to come out, but no. Um so then the the camera cuts to charlie and it starts going in slow-mo that brings us to our uh our first flashback everybody. sorry I got that's excited. the second that's, i think that's the third <laughs> flashback but thank you uh, so charlie's charlie is uh in a confessional at, at a church giving his confession to a priest um he goes on about how he had a sex or relations with a girl he didn't know and then right after that another girl he didn't know and then he watched them have sex with one another Awesome. How is this a problem? I don't. I why know. is this what a confession? Con- <laughs> I wouldn't be confessing. I'd be bragging. I yeah. know. <laughs> the, the, but the priest would probably be like, if you were telling me this about boys, I'd be, I'd be yes, a little more impressed. Two boys, I'd be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take him to the rectory. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, that, <laughs> so he tells the priest uh, that he's in a band and they're starting to get bigger, and that you know there's a lot of temptation. Girls are kind of you know easy to get. Uh, and the priest sort of says, like, we all have temptations, uh, but it's really your choice what you do with it. I hope that priest takes his own advice. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor little boys. And then he says, oh, you know, life is just a series of choices. And Charlie says, well, then I've made my choice. I've got to quit the band. Um, he walks out of the confessional or to the, which actually, can we stop for a second? That's actually a pretty profound th- life is a series of, of choices. I mean, that, that really is. It's true at its yeah. core. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, you can just break it down to that. That's all it is. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, I just wanted to reflect for a moment. <laughs> but according to the priest, if you make the wrong choice, you burn in hell for eternity. Yeah, That's true. well. That's true. 
<laughs> we can we can <laughs> debate the uh, truth of that <laughs> at another time. Another episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, he walks out of the confessional, goes, does the holy water cross on the chest, whatever that hoopla is. Um, and then you see this person somewhere sitting on one of the pews, kind of tapping his feet, obviously, you know, not feeling the, uh, uh, the pen, uh, the respect for God or whatever. It ends up being his brother, Liam wearing you know, a shirt that says music slut. <laughs> yeah. I'm a recovered Catholic. Um, <laughs> and even I wouldn't have been that disrespectful in a church. I mean, in, in yeah. anybody's church. Yeah. It's, it's a solemn place. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah be, sure. I respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if I'm in a church, I respect what they're they're all about. Yeah, except for the pedophilia. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have just because I I think what they believe is total fucking nonsense doesn't mean I I can't be like respectful in exactly. their space, right? It's their yeah. space. Yeah, I do the same. I'm, I've never been in one, but if I if I was to visit a mosque and they asked me to cover my head, I'd do that too cuz like that's their space. If yeah. I want to be in it, then I should be respectful. You should yeah. follow when in Rome. Okay. Um right. <laughs> have yeah, orgies. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> or when not or when not in Rome. It doesn't really matter where. Yeah. Here, oh there. All right. So, so Liam's a douchebag. <laughs> Liam's right. douchebag right off the bat. I also put in my notes, is this Oasis? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're have, if you have an English dickhead lead singer and they're going to be yeah. brothers, so you might as well have the Gallagher yeah. brothers as a model. Yeah. It's a, the, it was the only. <laughs> you all, everybody. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, this episode. <laughs> uh, okay. So, all right. so, so Liam tells him that they just got. They just got a a record deal. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah. And uh, th- that's the end of that one. So then we cut back to the present day in the jungle. Um, Charlie is still running from the uh, from the screeching banshee that's chasing him. Um, then all of a sudden, a trap goes off. You see, like, luggage being used as, like, a counterweight. And all of a sudden, the boar gets pulled up into a net. Um, and then, once again. Lock. Pops lock, 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 lock in the box. <laughs> pops out. <laughs> Yeah, he just pops says, out and slits that pig's throat like a well, boss. Yep, Charlie was the bait. <laughs> yep. Um, and he says, yeah, exactly. He says, Charlie, you make excellent bait. And then Charlie gets that sort of like psycho look on his face where the, he just starts like, how can that be your decision? Um, and he, he tells that, Was that Locke, a Lord of the Rings know, reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he does that. He, he just kind of yeah. like looks at, at, at Treebeard is like, Ugh. it's that same look. <laughs> Um, and he says, give me my drugs. I'm feeling sick. Uh, and that he regrets giving them to Locke. Uh, Locke replies that he's like, Charlie, you're stronger than this, but I'm going to, you know, but you have to make a choice. And this, this actually, I, I like this part because this, and this happens several times in this episode. What Locke says actually mirrors exactly what the priest said. Basically, right. you yeah. have to make your choices. Yep. And then the, the other thing Locke I noticed is the jungle it, shaman. At this yeah. point, it's essentially yeah. what he's up to. The other thing I noticed during this 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 part was, you know, in order for them to have this conversation about choices, the pig, the boar was very, very respectful. It quieted right down and it let oh them God. have this nice Yeah, it wasn't heartfelt. squealing or struggling or anything. No. That's right. No, yeah, just, he just it, accepted his fate, I guess. Waited for his throat yeah. to be slit. Yeah, it yeah. was like a like a like a Werner Herzog pig. It just sort of like accepted its fate, and it was like, oh, you know, I will walk into the, you know, the shrouded depths in silence, some shit like that. 
Um, well, okay. So anyway, Locke, Locke repays the boar's kindness by, as you said, slitting its throat. Yep. Um, so back at the beach, uh, we have got Saeed talking to Kate and Boone about his antenna idea. Um, and he's talking once again about like trying to triangulate the French distress signal. They could probably use Boone's eyebrows as an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> They're already using those as, as water, water finding sticks. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> eyebrows are doing double duty. Well, as they were talking about setting their rockets off in succession, uh, the only thing that I could think of is the the beacons of Gondor are lit. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing if all of a sudden you see like the Rohirrim coming down the beach. <laughs> Rohan will answer him. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, I mean, I'm showing my nerd penis right now. Um Wait, so, do you have do you have more than one penis? It's like many It's like many faces. That's an episode of Mowage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my husband's two penises. <laughs> um so we're back to the triangulation idea, which they tried to do in an earlier episode, but he was only doing it with one, which I think we yeah, called I out. Remember you can't, that. You can't right. triangulate something with one. So at least they're right. doing three um, now. You got to give it to Saeed, like, oh, though. Oh, yeah, triangle. Three, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's, he's trying it again. So um, I guess, you know, Saeed's putting the, the try and triangulate. You got to give that to him. Um, so one of the problems, actually, he says, is that they, they don't know how long the power cells are going to last. And he says maybe a minute. Um, to which Boone, in a rare moment of usefulness, actually points out that uh, they have no way of communicating with one another once they know that they're in position. So, Saeed, being the crafty fellow that he is, pulls out some fireworks and says, this is how we're going to sink. I fire one up, and then you fire one up, and then you fire one up, and then then we then we turn everything on. Oh, and those like, are the beacons. Where the I guess I did fireworks. So and he just had like, the fireworks. You know, thank God for smugglers. Yeah. Yeah, where did he get those from? Yeah, normally, because you can, you can totally transport fireworks in a plane. Like I, Especially I, after 9-11, you'd think they'd yeah. be scanning the luggage pretty thoroughly for anything flammable. That's yeah. so weird. Did we miss something, guys? Yeah, where the fuck well, no, it did says, those come from? He said he found them on a plane thanks to fireworks smugglers, because I guess yeah. that's the thing. Oh, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, because people smuggle fireworks on planes all the time. Yeah. Very Actually, from, from Australia to L.A., though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that doesn't based, make sense. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make sense, but whatever. I, I, I smuggled fireworks into Canada once. Just drove them across the border like a fucking badass. Man, you, well, you are know, a wow. smart enough to tell you you couldn't come there for a while. <laughs> Did they really? Not because of that. I I know. <laughs> because I because I was given a roofie and and crashed my car and got a DUI, which is yeah. so that's really true. They won't let you in Canada with a DWI. Correct. It's wow. a felony. It's a felony in Canada, so you have to wait five years. Wow. So I did get banned, but not for the fireworks infraction. But now I, I don't know. Maybe when this maybe when this airs, I'm going to be taken away by the Mounties. I don't know. Banned in Canada. Wow. That one trip that we took to Canada together was pretty crazy. So anyway, sorry. every trip we've ever taken together has been pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this right, episode is nuts. On, We're so off track today. Yeah, That's and there's we got a long ways I'm, to go, y'all. So I'm sipping rum. Okay. <laughs> Let's go.
then he points out there's another problem that the transceiver is also dead and that they'll need to get a battery from like a laptop computer or something like that. So Kate immediately thinks, hey, I'm going to go I'm going to go deal with Sawyer. I'm sure he's been hoarding shit like this. Um, so it cuts to her talking with Sawyer and he's in his normal sort of recumbent position reading a, a book. Um, she immediately, you know, lays into him, calls him a parasite. Says like, you don't want off this island because there's nothing for you to go to. Nobody cares about you. Nobody misses you. Yeah, she said exactly. Nobody to miss and nobody misses you. I don't feel sorry for you. I pity you. She's yeah. really fucking mean to him. Yeah. yeah. Like just she approaches him and she's just really fucking mean. Oh, yeah. And he didn't really deserve but, that. Which means that she moment. likes him, obviously. Right. Yeah. Like that's that's like mm-hmm. schoolyard bullshit right there. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, there's definitely sexual tension between yeah. her and Sawyer and her and Jack. Yeah. So, you know, she says she pities him and he just does a, a, a massive like dimple. He shows his dimples. Um, <laughs> like you bare your teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, he like channels all of the sexual energy in and deflects all of the bad shit. He does it all with dimple musculature. Oh um, <laughs> so then he actually grabs a laptop and pulls it out and says, you know, all you had to do, all you had to say was please. Um and we cut back to the caves. Uh, Hurley and Jack are, you know, ferrying a bunch of bags and shit back and forth. And Charlie offers to help. And then he starts like, you know, I used to haul gear in my band, you know, before we had roadies. Um, so, you know, I guess he's uniquely qualified to carry things. Um, <laughs> like, the, the Charlie's first, always fir- looking for his niche. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So My problem with this moment is that he like he goes to pick up the bag and jack's like no no i got it and charlie insists and then the fucking bag breaks open and everything falls down i'm like really jack all of those suitcases and you pick the one with the fucking broken zipper yeah (laughs) convenient yeah the one with all the drugs in it the volume yeah yeah which we find out um so you know charlie gets a bag whatever and of course drops it immediately um bunch of mountain (laughs) of drugs and pills fall out and Charlie's just like starts rifling through it Shall immediately. We? Yeah, he's in yeah. heaven right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, just that look, ah, drugs. Yeah. So Jack comes back and kind of catches him uh, going through the through the mound of uh, pharmaceuticals, and Charlie says, "Oh, you know, I have a headache." Um, and Jack notices that he was actually looking at diazepam, which is an anti-anxiety drug, and he's like, "Dude, that's kind of kind of extreme for a headache." I think that's what they give me before I go into the MRI tube. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That's common if you if you have anxiety about being in a tight it's space. It's just my, my twitchiness. So. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, you can't move. Right. Jack asks again if he's okay. And Charlie just says, yeah, I just have a headache. And then Jack says, like, okay, you know, take care of yourself. Um and he, he tells Charlie, like, we don't need you right now, or we don't need you. I can't remember exactly what he said, but essentially you're not needed, which you could tell Charlie is a little wounded by. Uh, and he sits down and starts playing his guitar again, which uh, takes us into to flashback number two. This flashback is, I, I guess, it's just right after the last one where they had, they had walked out of the church. So they're walking outside the church, um, and Liam is trying to get Charlie on board with, uh, with, with Drive Shaft. Um, he says, like, you know, you wrote all the songs and I, I'm just the pretty face. Um, this is Charlie, totally Oasis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Ch- and Charlie says, like, he loves the band, but it's really not him anymore. But then Liam kind of persists and says, like, dude, I'll look out for you. And that sort of kind of softens Charlie's stance. And he says, you know, OK, OK, I'll do it. But if things get too crazy, 
we can pu- we're going to pull the plug. And of course, Liam's like, of course, of course. Yeah. I have to say that promises like that don't work. And no, I, speak, I knew it wasn't yeah. going to work. I speak yeah. from experience yeah. that promises like that just don't work. Mm-mm. This is like from also, your... Yep. Go ahead. Was this, was this when you guys had a recording contract? <laughs> no, when a friend of mine and I got really, really deep into the rave scene. And I was like, okay, well, if if we go too deep and one of us says, that's it, then we both will back mm-hmm. out. I said, that's it. And my friend did not back out. So yeah. that I lost her to that world. Uh, which friend are we talking about? Probably can't say Christine. names here. Yeah, that's no. what I thought. No, okay. I, it's because I know what friend and she lost her permanently because she committed oh. suicide. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bad. So that's how far promises. in she. Yeah. Yeah. Promises like that don't fucking work. Yeah. Wow, that's awful. Sorry to um, like bring everyone down. Bummer. Sorry, guys. I just I knew I I knew without knowing that that's who you meant. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some pep back in the step of the listener here. So Liam tells. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Liam tells uh, Charlie, "You're going to be a rock god, little brother, or whatever he says." Um, and then they all start like tickling each other and running around and getting playful. It's 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 quite. Uh, it's quite close. <laughs> like yeah. you do with your yeah, brother. Like you do. Gucci, Gucci, goo. Yeah. Right. In a, outside that, of church. Once no, I was in my. Like, I snorted a little. Yes, you I, did. I wasn't even in my 20s when I hated tickling. I was like five. And I'm like, don't fucking tickle me. Well, maybe, maybe they were just sort of ribbing and punching each other. I couldn't tell. It looked like tickling to me, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And it's baby brother. That's what he calls him. You're going to be a rock god, baby brother. Yeah, rock god. <laughs> so yeah, so back to the caves. I'm going to say this a lot. Back to the caves because this entire episode is just back to the caves. Um, right. Jin is sitting there with like handcuffs on his wrist, um, and then Sun comes up and says like, "Hey, the doctor should check this out." And somehow, like, didn't they have the? They had to have the keys for those, didn't they? Somewhere they did. Yeah, somewhere. Mm-hmm. But did did Michael knows. cleave it in two with his with his axe skills? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And why would you put handcuffs on someone if you didn't have the fucking keys? Yeah. You know? Yeah, especially like, out, out in the sun. Like, yeah, that was a bad moment yeah. there, but yeah. 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 Well, yeah. he had the keys because Kate they were off. The yeah, Kate had the keys. She took yeah. them off the air marshal. Yeah. Anyway. So, I don't know, maybe somebody went swimming and had the key in their pocket, whatever. Boone, probably, with his stellar lifeguard skills. Yeah. This is thrilling. Uh, discussion. <laughs> <laughs> We're really digressing like today. I don't know what is going on. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, you know, so Jin just kind of focuses on the fact that Sun's not wearing a whole lot of clothes. And then she just is like, dude, it's hot. I love that moment. The look that she gives him is like, do not fuck with me right now. Yeah. 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 Fuck that Um, guy. Then we come back to the case. Oh, we're still in the case, but Hurley comes running up with Charlie's guitar case and asks if this is yours. And Charlie immediately starts going on like, oh, yeah, you probably, you know, because I'm a bass player. I actually play guitar, too. And and Hurley is just like, dude, I, I really don't care. Jack just wants you to get this thing out of the way. <laughs> nobody cares, Charlie. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares, You're useless, Charlie. Charlie. You're useless. So then Jack is walking through one of the caves. Um, Charlie kind of enters behind him um and start saying like you know obviously he's really really kind of frazzled at this point and and 
pissed off. And he's like, you know, people do respect me and you treat me like I'm a child, like I'm useless. I'm a rock god. I'm a I'm bloody a, I'm rock god. I'm, a, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> but, then, but then we have this, we have the same thing here where uh, Jack says something about like, I'm just, you know, just looking out for you. It's the same thing that Liam said in the flashback. And Charlie was like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to look out for me. I don't need that. I'm a bloody rock god. And right at that point, rocks the cave start in. falling. So, yeah, I mean, he's literally like a summoner or a, a conjurer. Um, sorcerer, I guess, is what that would be. Um, Run, you fools. Yeah, run, you fools. <laughs> fly, fly, it's fly, you fools. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <sighs> at this point, the the rest of the... I'm going to call them troglodytes, because it's more fun, because that I think that means cave dwellers. But all the cave dwellers come running up and uh, to, to the place where everything caved in. And somehow, Charlie had managed to get out. Uh, but he tells everyone that Jack is still in there. Um, still buried. Hurley tells Charlie to go to the beach and says, you know, makes a point of saying, and tell Kate. So then we cut over to the jungle where Saeed wants that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So next we come to the jungle uh, where Saeed and Kate are walking um, out to put up the antennas. And Saeed starts kind of talking about like, uh, like kind of like why did they survive he's like the tail section broke off you know our section like cartwheeled through the jungle we really should not have survived that um and kate is more like no it's 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 probably luck big time yeah big time i mean break up at forty thousand feet and survive yeah yeah i think think after a couple days i think saeed is starting to really you know kind of ponder this a little more he's like yeah that's not really likely well, and she um, tells him that that he just needs sometimes you just have to accept things without an appropriate explanation, which is like a huge theme in this show. Yeah, and kind of a requirement of watching this show too. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Suspended disbelief. Oh yep. yeah. So then we cut to the beach where Charlie comes running, uh, and Michael and Boone are there, and he tells them about the cave collapse. Um, and this is one of the first times you see Michael actually sort of take the initiative. Um, he starts gathering some of the extras or whatever to go help um, Boone again with a, a, a just spasm of awesome judgment decides that he needs to tr- and trust the whole, you know, rocket <clears throat> tracker triangulation thing to Shannon. Right. Yeah, so I figured point, that was going to be a big failure. Well, so at this point, it's like Boone and Michael are on the case of the rescue and Shannon is the one with the rocket. And I'm like, oh, my God, everyone is going to yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Boone is really fucking condescending when he talks to Shannon about setting off the rocket at five o'clock and then turning on the thing. Yeah. He's, he's just like she is like, OK, I will do this. Tell me what to do. And he's like, are you fucking getting this? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you know why, because you've seen the show and you know what their real story is. <laughs> I know, but in but, this moment, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. actually wanting to be helpful and she is paying right. attention and he's but it's being not like she was nice prick. to him. Yeah, well, they, their, their relationship is contentious. Really best. bad, yeah. 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 And also, if you if you rewatch the show in this scene where he's actually talking to her, her face looks like she smelled the worst type of fart. This entire time, like her face just looks like she smelled like a, a rotten egg fart. She might have just caught a glimpse of his eyebrows. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, dude, you need to put some palm. You need some pomade on them fuckers. Oh my God. 
This, this episode is going to be like, this episode is going to be six hours long. I don't even know what is happening right now. People are going to be like scrolling through looking at the episode. Oh, I wonder how long are these? Oh, there's one's like 45 and I already, uh, six hours. Episode eight. Six ob- hours. It's like, <laughs> obviously, like, obviously a Ben happened? episode. Okay. Oh my God. All so right. I'm trying to keep us on track here. So uh, Charlie is looking for Kate on the beach. He runs across Sawyer. Sawyer's like, hey, you just missed her. She went into the to the jungle with Muhammad, I think is actually what he called him. <laughs> yes. And, and then Sawyer my says, God, Sawyer. Yeah. And Sawyer says he'll relay the message um, to Kate where we come to our third flashback. And this is the one that everybody has been waiting for. We are you on stage. Are everybody. We- you are everybody. <laughs> Um, now I was, when I watched this, um, I had subtitles, so I actually got the lyrics other than y'all, y'all, everybody. And these are the lyrics. These are the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. Y'all, everybody is the Southern version. It's like the classic (laughs) Southern rock version. Yeah. The country remake. Y'all are booty. Um, So the other lyrics, and I guess this is the chorus, because this is what he says. Charlie was saying, you're stepping on my lines. The chorus is acting like it's stupid people wearing expensive clothes. It's a terrible song. Okay. And Charlie wrote it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And this was supposed to make him a rock god. He is not a rock god. He's a hobbit. That is a that is a weak sauce lyric for a verse. Now for a that chorus, doesn't even make sense. It, no, it doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> no, it's like an and incomplete. Then we, fo- and then balloon. we follow that up with "You all, everybody," which is not even a sentence. Yep, it's you all, everybody. You all, everybody, acting like it's stupid people wearing expensive clothes. You all, everybody. <sighs> that will make you a bloody rock god, baby brother. Uh, just awful, just awful. So yes, then you know, this is happening, and and Charlie kind of looks pissed off at his brother. Um, after the show, they're in the in the you know in the in the green room or whatever in the back. Um, and Charlie was like, "Hey, you know, I, why did you do that? Why were you singing on the chorus?" Um, and Liam just like, "Dude, you know, the energy was there. The crowd just kind of wanted it, so I did it." Sort of kind of blows Charlie off. Dick. And some yeah, then some dirty legs walks in. Some groupie. Um, and then immediately he blows Charlie oh, off again. What Spears look like? Yeah. Like, yeah. Free shaved head. Right. He gets, essentially what happens is he's, he gets ignored. He gets ignored by his brother and he gets ignored by the groupies, just like he's being ignored by the castaways. Again, the, exactly. The, yeah. the or Charlie gets ignored. Yeah. The flashbacks yeah. and the, and the reality are running yeah. congruent, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, Anyway, a uh, Liam then pulls out a bag of what looks like heroin, and uh, you know Charlie kind of gives him a look like "what the fuck," and of course, Liam comes back with a "chill, baby brother," um, and that is where that that one ends. Then we come back to the caves, back to the present, um, and we've got all the survivors trying to get rocks out of the hole. Um, Michael yeah, shows mind up you, te- some of them are picking up rocks that probably weigh 300 pounds. Oh, yeah, some of those rocks are massive. Yeah. Passing them over their yeah. shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Whistle while you work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ben. 
Yeah, babe? Got any special occasions coming up that you need a card for? Is this a trick question? No, it's an advertisement. Is this about barbcards.com again? They can go. So I suppose you're going to remind me that each handmade card is only $1.50. Mm-hmm. And they don't come with busy backgrounds or flowery poetry. You got it. Barbcards.com offers to-the-point communication within several different categories, including our favorite, Potty Mouth. And if you can't find what you want, barbcards.com can do customizations. Can I still get all of my cards for no more than $4 shipping, no matter the size of the order? You know it. Barbcards.com has got all you need. Hey, Ben. Oh, my God. What are we selling now? Merch. Our merch? Yes, sir. Shirts, coffee mugs, wine tumblers, bottle openers, stickers, magnets, and more. Your choice of product and your choice of Space Bear Media Graphic from any of our podcasts. Please tell me we're not making merch now, too. (laughs) Of course not. We'll stick to podcasts and Pixis products will do the rest. Thank God. I bet you have more to say, though. Sure do. Pixis Products is a small business run by a local mom, but local to us anyway, who needed something else to do besides being a snack bitch. A what? A snack bitch, also known as a mom with a young child. There's still more, isn't there? Yepers! Pixis Products works with other small businesses for supplies, art, and other collaborations at every opportunity, including ours. In fact, Pixis Products even gave Space Bear Media our own storefront on their site. You can find us at shopspacebear.com. Say what? You heard me. Go to shopspacebear.com and buy something. like lifting she lifts this one rock and turns and i'm just like there's not it's not possible it's half the size of her <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly adrenaline man adrenaline yeah i guess so michael shows up and starts telling everyone like no actually i was in construction i wrote down in my notes is i was in construction like i'm a lifeguard <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> i run a business <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so Chris there goes all joking. of our hopes of him becoming the island cobbler. Um, he's he's <laughs> obviously in construction, so yeah, he actually is um, useful, though. I know he yeah. is useful. Yeah, yeah. he becomes Finally. useful a, a few times in the upcoming episodes. Yeah, he does. regarding yeah. regarding construction. Yeah. So he tells them, you know, basically things like, you know, this is load bearing. This is not. Just dig here. Don't dig here. Work in shifts. Bring water. Whoever's not clearing or whoever's not pulling the rocks out needs to clear the rocks. You know, just basic sort of uh, ways of, of keeping them efficient. Yeah, of just managing the work. Um, and then we cut back to the jungle where Sawyer catches up to Kate and Saeed. Um, and he says he came to tell her something. And she immediately just, you know, well, what the hell would I, you know, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Why would I care? Really, you can tell, really mean to him. Yeah, yeah, this she is. This whole episode, she's just fucking so mean to him. Yeah. I think it's part part of it is setting up the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then he actually says like, well, you know, never mind. He he decides not to tell her what he had uh what 
what he knew and says, Hey, I'm just here to, you know, I'm just here to pitch in. So then we cut over to Locke and he's uh, field dressing, gutting, whatever you want to call it, field dressing the boar. Skinning that pig like a boss yeah. is what he's doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Field dressing it and skinning it. Um, Charlie walks up to him um, and tells Locke that there was a bit of an accident in the caves. Um, you know, Locke immediately, you could tell, just kind of sees through the subterfuge. Um, and he's immediately like, well, why aren't you helping them? Charlie knows the, you know, the, the jigs up at that point, just admits that he wants his drugs. Locke doesn't give him his drugs, but he says, Hey, I got, I got something to show you. Walks him over to a tree and shows him a moth cocoon. Um, and then he describes that, you know, this moth was actually about to emerge. Um, and then Locke says like, you know, I, I actually could help it. I could, I could stick my knife in here and I could help pry this thing open and then I would set it free. But if I did that, the moth wouldn't survive. It wouldn't be strong enough. Um, you know, I think obviously drawing a parallel to Charlie's struggles, um, with the drugs, um, and feeling, feeling just sort of like an outcast in general, feeling weak. Um, and he says that, uh, Locke says that struggle is nature's way of strengthening. Um, then he holds up the heroin and says, you know, ask me one more time and it's yours. I'm getting a little bunny foo foo vibe off of this. <laughs> I hope everybody understands what that was. Get bopped in the head. Yeah. <laughs> and down came the good fairy and she said, sorry. The heroin fairy, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> back at the caves, um, everyone's hauling rocks once again. Uh, many of them too big for their little bodies, but all of a sudden the, the survivors can actually hear Jack and he says that he can't, he can't move that he's pinned. And he asks about Charlie. Um, and we cut once again, back to the jungle with Kate, Saeed, Kate and Sawyer and Saeed says like, dude, Sawyer, if you want to help go climb that tree, place the antenna. Um, and then reminds Kate, like, remember five o'clock. This is when this is, that's when we're doing this. Um, then he says that he doesn't, he tells Kate that he does not trust Sawyer with her. To which she replies, I can handle him. Jump back to the caves. Michael's looking a little discouraged and says they're not actually going to be able to, to get to Jack. And that somebody is going to need to crawl in and unpin him. Um, Jin says something at that point. And Hurley, once again, says, we don't understand Chinese. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And Michael acknowledges that it's Korean. Yeah. At that point. And, yeah, it's, he does. It's, and it's sort of an uncomfortable, like the way that they phrase it, like it goes silent and it's sort of an uncomfortable moment. He like makes eye contact with sun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It happens a couple times in this episode. They, yeah, they, they start earmuffs, Derek. <laughs> they start their relationship very early and very, um, very slowly, which you don't realize is happening until... What happens yeah. later, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Hooky hook up. I'm giving Derek the thumbs up to come back. All right, here we go. <laughs> so then he wipes the jism off of his chest. Jesus. <laughs> Wait. Oh, you mean Der Derek's listening again? <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Which episode is that? Shit got, <laughs> shit, shit got weird when you were away, man. <laughs> <laughs> So Charlie shows up and he's like, I'll do it. I'll crawl in there and, and obviously he's that was going to happen. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's hobbit so, so, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I actually have that in here. He crawls down his little hobbit hole. Um <laughs> but he but he points out like, you know, uh, you know, you've got a you've got a, a you've got a son to Michael and you've got a you've got a brother and you've got a wife. Right. Like he's I'm the alone. One here. He's Nobody totally loves alone. him. He'll go in there yeah. for the death trap. Well, yeah. Hurley's alone too. Yeah. It's yeah, true. but everybody likes it's Hurley. True. Hurley's useful. He's comic relief. And he's, he's not going to do that. Be able to he's a fun he's guy. Not he's right not going no. in the hole. Yeah. Okay. No. No. So, uh, back to the jungle. So- Sawyer and Kate, and she's standing there with a bottle rack in her hand waiting for the waiting for the sign. Um, and they start getting a little bit a little bit flirty. And uh, Sawyer asks why she likes Jack so much and then guesses uh, it's because he's a doctor. And he's like, yeah, yeah, chicks love doctors. He said she's weak in the loins. Weak in the loins. (laughs) Sawyer kind of says like, yeah, you know, give me some hydrogen peroxide and some some band-aids or whatever. I could run this island. I could be the doctor. And Kate just sort of like rolls her eyes. She's like, there's no way. Like, you are nothing like him. Um, And then... Sawyer says, well, you know, if he'd survived a few more weeks, you might find out that he and I aren't, you know, are, aren't that much different. And then he Such at that a point realizes moves, the way he just yeah. tosses that in there casually. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, by the way, Jack's dead. Yeah. And then he plays like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to let that slip. <laughs> right. Oops. But, you know, she's she's kind of like kind of looking at him. And then he says, well, at least you have someone else to pity now. So, you know. She's being a little mean to him, so he definitely counterpunched there. Um, yeah. So she throws the firework yeah. at him and just runs off. Again, probably not the she best She didn't even move. hesitate. She was just like, I'm going. Yeah. yeah, I'm going. I'm going to my Jack. And I wonder if that was more because she was into Jack or more because she just was like, fuck you, Sawyer. It could be both, I guess. Yeah. I think not? they. I think the show tries to play it as in she needs to be with Jack. But You're right. Yeah. Jack needs to be into her. after me um yeah (laughs) or before i guess i don't really care uh back in the caves oh my god (laughs) charlie is getting ready to crawl uh, into his little hobbit hole um and everyone's telling him be careful be safe as if that's fucking possible at this point um and then he gets into sort of the uh you know super tight spaces sort of like uh like andy dufresne and in the Shawshank Redemption, like crawling through that that thing of shit, like super super claustrophobic, almost like a cocoon if you were to think about it that way. Oh, um, oh yeah, they got they got the symbolism working on multiple levels in this episode. Um, and then th- as he's crawling through this uh, through the through the hole, uh, we come to another flashback. Um, this just looks like another like they're about to play a show or something, and Charlie's wearing this ridiculous outfit with this kind of golden scarf tie thing. Um, looking like kind of a Rolling Stones reject. Um, Definitely not a rock god. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, he walks in on his brother, who's hanging out with a bunch of a bunch of groupies, drinking champagne. Um, he sees all the girls. He's like, "Get, get out, get out, get out!" They all go scurrying off, um, and then he he approaches his brother Liam, who's obviously a little strung out. And is like, um, you know, you missed sound check and we've got a show coming up, you know, and Liam's eyes light up. He's like, oh, I like shows and immediately goes over to the to the dressing room vanity and starts, uh, you know, going through going going for his drugs. 
Um, and this is where Charlie kind of says he's going to, you know, what we had talked about, like, I'm going to pull the and on cord here. We need to walk away after this tour. We're done. Liam does not like that and starts basically screaming at him saying, you know, I am drive shaft. You don't, you know, you're just a bass player. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody cares. He said, if you're not in this band, what the bloody hell use are you? Yep. There you go. Yeah. Liam storms out and then Charlie walks over to the dressing room mirror where all of the like film canisters of drugs are sitting. Film canisters. A lot of people aren't going to know what the fuck those are. That's oh. true. Yeah, those well, the anybody, little black yeah, anybody our age. I know. <laughs> anybody, yeah. Yeah. anybody who's in their forties yeah, understands what that yeah. is. If we've pulled the youngsters in, go ahead and Google film canisters. It's a thing of the past. Yes, millennials, yeah. please. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you probably store your Molly in it. Um, ha! <laughs> so he grabs some of the heroin and he just starts crying. That brings us back to the present where Charlie is still crawling through the cave. And then you start to hear the sort of rocks and everything starting to fall again. Um, Charlie starts to, uh, as this happens, Charlie emerges into the sort of like chamber where Jack is trapped. Um, and Charlie says like, Jack, I'm here to rescue you. And they both sort of, you know, laugh a little bit. Um, At the absurdity of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So Kate shows up when the, when the survivors are actually talking about trying to dig again. Um, and she asks, where's Jack? Nobody really says anything. Um, and then Hurley's just like, dude, you know, he's in there signaling to like where the cave in happened. Uh, Michael explains to her that, that Charlie went in after him and that the tunnel collapsed. And then she asks, like, why is nobody digging? Um, so she goes in and picks up again, a rock that's probably 300 pounds and just tosses it aside. Yep. That's what happens when you're, when you're, you know, when, when somebody's getting into your loins, you get extremely, extremely strong. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Weak in the loins, but <laughs> strong in the Weak in loins. Yes, that's right. Strong core, weak loins. That's the name of this <laughs> episode, sucks isn't it? Because you're really supposed to lift with your legs. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> lift with your legs with a twisting, jerking motion. Yes. <laughs> Is she lifting them with her loins? Is that what she's just like <laughs> picking up her rocks, <laughs> tossing them with her crotch? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Eagle exercises. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's an impressive pelvic floor there. Yeah. yeah. So if I get you out of this cave, I'm going <laughs> to grab hold of that cock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> The never-ending story. She's got a rock crusher between her legs. <laughs> a, ro- a rock eater. Isn't that what it was? Yeah, rock eater. Yeah. Oh, what are um, we? Never-ending story now? Yeah. Yeah. They were called strong. They were called rock biters. Actually. Rock biters, that's it. Oh, biters, that's it. okay. Yeah. That's right. Anywho. Anywho, uh, so now we're once again we're back in the in the chamber with with Jack and Charlie. Uh, Jack says, uh, or Charlie moves another massive rock off of him, and Jack says that yeah. his shoulder's dislocated. And it's like you need yeah, to pop I my shoulder this. back into place. I love this that like his shoulder. He's laying on the floor of the cave. He's got a, like a five hundred pound boulder in his lap, yes. but his shoulder's dislocated. Everything yeah. else is fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's like, don't worry okay. about the don't worry about all of my crushed organs and broken ribs. Yeah. That's <laughs> 
Or my crushed fine. loins. My crushed I loins. Have, <laughs> I have no pelvis left, but the right. shoulder, if you could get on that, that'd be great. Well, maybe he's got, maybe his loins are, are strong for Kate. Like they make her loins weak. His loins are strong. His loins are actually holding that rock up. Ah, there we go. <laughs> he just speared the rock with his yeah. rock. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could see it when, when, Char- when, hard. when Charlie pulls the rock off of him, he's like, dear God. <laughs> his quivering member. <laughs> that didn't sound like Charlie. That sounded like Gordon Ramsay. Oh my God. Oh you're a cock, cock god. Dear you're right. God. Oh my God. We're never getting through this fucking episode. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm having fun though. So, so yeah, he, he, he does the whole, he uh, pulls, put his arm back in socket or in the socket. And then all of a sudden you hear sort of wind chimes come up in the, in the score, which brings us into, Another flashback. Um, this time, uh, Charlie is in this kind of quaint looking, what looks like sort of like a suburban neighborhood. Um, he knocks on the door and his brother Liam uh, shows up wearing sweater and glasses and looking like, you know, looking like he's a gone. Shit. Yeah. Looking like he's gone Real all respectable. Um, the next scene. The music slut lifestyle behind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the next scene, uh, they're in like the backyard and Liam's with his daughter on like a tree swing. You know, they're obviously painting it like he's fallen into into this, you know, domestic bliss. A normie life. Yes. Um, Charlie's saying like they've got a tour booked. They can go to the U.S., um, but uh, they need they won't do it without Liam. Liam says like, you know, you were with me the night we missed my daughter's birth when we were wandering around the streets of some city looking for looking for drugs. You see Charlie's hand shaking a little bit. And Liam is like, oh, okay, so you're still using. Um, and Charlie's like, well, you know, you did this to me. You're the reason why I'm a junkie. He's right. His brother completely yeah, absolutely. fucked him up and then abandoned him. Yeah. And won't help him. Yep. yep. And then Charlie says, you know, it was about the music. You took that away from me. Um, and his his brother, you know, honestly, I guess trying to make best of a bad situation. He's like, well, you could stay in Sydney. Um, and well, you know, we'll get you into rehab. Yeah. They have good treatment programs there. Yeah. And his, uh, his brother says like, look, I'm just looking out for you. And Charlie is like, takes on bridge and says like, you never, ever looked out for me. Cause obviously that was his brother's promise. I'll look out for you. And he didn't. Uh, so right. day, day late dollar short. And Liam's the big brother. So he should be taking care of Charlie, but absolutely right. they're oasis. So, you know, yep. whatever. <laughs> So Charlie turns around and then this kind of ominous music comes in um, and we see once again, like he's running from the board, we see it going into slow-mo and he says, I got a plane to catch now. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And obviously he's in the same clothes he has on, on the Island and we all know what's about to happen. So we come back to the present, back to the caves. Um, Jack asks Charlie point blank, how long it's been since he had his last fix. Um, ask him if, how the withdrawals Dr. are. Jack. Nope. Yeah, yeah. About time. Uh, ask, and asks <laughs> if he's hallucinating. Out, yeah. Uh, Charlie makes a joke and says something like, you know, well, other than the conversation I had with you in the jungle about an hour ago. Um, they both get a little chuckle out of that. And then he's like, you know, Jack, I know, I know you think I'm kind of useless. And Jack immediately gets that sort of uh, big-eyed look. It's like, so you're not useless. Like, it took a lot of guts for you to do this. Um but then kind of counterpoint, he pulls, he pulls back and says, well, we are probably losing oxygen, so it's not going to take too long for us to die. Um, again, great bedside manner, Jack. And then 
you know, Charlie observes, uh, he's looking around, he's like, this cave is cramped and then says it sort of feels like a confessional. And then he asks Jack if he wants to hear his confession. Um, and then right when this, right when this happens, you hear the music kind of turn into this kind of mysterious sort of hanging strings come in and Charlie sees a moth. There's the moth in the cocoon. There's the moth in the cocoon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the eagles are coming. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> so we, we come out back to the survivors. Um, Kate still rocking the massive, the massive boulders, the loin power she's got going. Um, and Michael's like, you're doing way too much work. You're going to kill yourself. Which Kate is like, fuck you. Shut I'm going to keep going. Up, Michael. Shut up, Michael. You've outlived your usefulness. You don't know how powerful my vagina is. <laughs> <laughs> my rock biter. <laughs> so <laughs> back at the chamber, he's still kind of looking at the moth and he sees he sees a light coming in. So uh, he, he starts following the light. He crawls up through the ground and emerges like basically emerges like a zombie from the fucking earth. Yes. That's what um, I thought. You know, like obviously we have, we have a very, a very literal, yeah, emergence from the cocoon, emergence from yeah. the confessional, emergence from the cave. All this stuff starts to. Uh, I wrote down in know. my notes: This is Charlie's struggle. Who will he be outside the cocoon? It would be amazing if he just came out. He was actually a moth. <laughs> so we go back again to the survivors, m- moving rocks. Walt, for some reason, is throwing the ball with Vincent, um, and then. All of a sudden, Jack and Charlie come walking up from behind everybody. Um, Kate runs over to Jack, gives him a big hug, and says, like, hey, you know, Charlie, uh, Charlie helped us get out. And everyone's like, great, great work, Charlie. And Hurley gives him a big hug. And you could tell for the first time, like, you could see his eyes kind of light up. And it's one of the first times we see Charlie's actually kind of, like, happy. He feels useful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gives us all a nice, warm feeling. Um, then we cut back to Saeed, who uh, is out in the jungle. He's just placed the last antenna. He fires the rocket off. Cut over to Shannon on the beach, having some, you know, vacuous conversation with some girl. girl she time. doesn't see it. Yeah. But the girl yeah. that she's talking to sees the rocket. So Shannon, you know, in an unexpected show of ability, actually launches the second rocket. I assume she goes and turns the thing on. They don't show that. Um, but when she launches the rocket, it goes over to Soy or to Saeed. And he's kind of looking around saying, okay, okay. Third rocket comes up. You have to assume Sawyer shot that one off. So you got, you know, a couple of people who are normally kind of counter to the group's uh, productivity that actually seem to be doing things this time. Um, so he goes and he actually, he's like, everything's on. He turns on the transceiver or receiver. I don't even know what it is exactly. And it says that it's receiving signal. Um, then you see some, like somebody comes up behind him and hits him in the back of the head with a, with a stick or a log or whatever. Um, more than it was more than a stick. It was more like a club. Yeah, yeah you see it behind him all of a sudden. Whack! He's yeah. down. It, it was it was some some mid sized cut of wood that that was used to to bludgeon him. Right, because he couldn't have a victory for more than a millisecond. Before no, no. <laughs> Somebody no. knocks him with a fucking tree. Yeah. Then we come back to the caves, um, and it's nighttime, uh, and Charlie's sitting there with his hoodie on, looking like hammered dog shit i mean he looks bad um obviously it's withdrawals um hurley comes over and asks if he's all right and jack's just like yeah he's got the flu which well, honestly which, uh, i've been like get the yeah. fuck away from me man yeah. like this is right 
I'm like, I love and Harley's uh, just like, oh, okay. I'd be like, where the fuck did the flu come from? Like, yeah, we're yeah. That's yeah. Island. Question. Right, he's patient zero. I mean, yeah. yeah, we're like nine or ten days in at this point. That there, nobody caught the flu on this island. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I do love that Jack is still honoring doctor-patient confidentiality. Totally. Though. Well, yeah. you know, Jack's a stand-up guy. Yeah. Then you can see uh, Charlie looking over at Locke. Um, he tells Jack he needs to go stretch his legs. Um, and he goes over to Locke and once again inquires about his his stash. Um, and this sort of randomly it cuts over to Walt, who's who tells Michael like this place is cool. Can we live here? And then we see Michael turns around. He looks at Sun, and they sort of look at each other for a while. And you get that that second sort of eye to eye moment that happens in that scene. Kind of building whatever tension is happening there. Kate comes up to Jack, brings him a sling for his shoulder. And uh, then, you know, she's saying she makes a joke about how, like, you know, you know, I thought these capes were safe. Um, and then Jack says, well, Michael actually checked the rest of it out for integrity or whatever. And it looks good. So I guess obviously Michael has some some experience with checking the integrity of cave structures. But yeah, I um, wrote my notes. I wrote, I love how experience in construction somehow makes Michael a cave expert. <laughs> right. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they, they talk about, you know, whether or not Saeed's plan had worked. And then also in the caves, it cuts over to Locke, um, who's brushing the boar with a palm leaf as he's roasting it. I'm not exactly sure what he's accomplishing there. But uh, it was a very but, strange moment there where he's like caressing the boar yeah, with a leaf. I don't know what leaf. that was. I could imagine Locks like fucking it, weird guys. He's yeah. Weird. Yes, he's he's locked. Yeah. <laughs> I could I could imagine if you weren't roasting it, like you would use that possibly to keep flies off of it. But once the smoke is on there, flies would stay away. So I don't yeah. know. Locke moves in mysterious ways. He does. Um. So then Charlie walks up to Locke and says, "You know, uh, give it to me." Locke's like, "This is the third time. Are you sure?" Charlie says, "Yeah, I've made my choices." So. uh, he holds up the heroin in front of him, and then, you know, once again, you hear those strings come in, the sort of tension builds through the score, and then, boop. He swallows it whole. Throw, swallows it whole. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to ride the motherfucking dragon, or chase the dragon. He throws it into the fire. Chasing um, the dragon is smoking yeah. heroin, by the way. But I know. Okay. It's smoking opium, I believe, is how it started. But same. I hate that he threw fire. away the drugs, though, simply because... And this is just the practical person in me. That could be used as pain relief. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. He should have given it to Jack. Yeah. 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 If you don't have morphine around, heroin will will do nicely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then, you know, Locke looks over at him, says, you know, I'm proud of you. I always knew you could do it. Um, and then Charlie looks up and he, once again, you see the moth flying above him and it kind of just flies up into the sky above the caves. Um, and with Charlie sort of gazing at the moth, the episode ends. That was episode seven, The Moth. The um, special effects with The Moth were kind of bad. Yeah, they were. But this was also almost 20 years ago, so. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So let's start with fun facts from me. Uh, today I have some interesting facts about moths. Did you know that moths outnumber butterflies nine to one? Now oh, I do. Very believable. Yes. Now I do. Moths, yeah. their wingspans range from 0. 0.8 inches to 11 inches. It's the biggest moth. Their wingspan, Dang. obviously. 
Male moths can smell female pheromones up to 23 miles away. Wow. And they, yeah. Wow. They they'll, reek. They'll fly up to 23 miles, um, which is, I believe, what the kids call being thirsty. <laughs> if you would like to have some moth encounters, here's what you do make a mixture of ripe bananas, molasses, and beer and smear it on the side of your trees, and you will get moths who will come to visit because they like it, that special treat. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> does it, does or it need that, to be, or you could order them in the mail. <laughs> does it need to be a, a beautiful bunch of ripe bananas? I don't know. Daylight, come and me one <laughs> Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was and then I can I can I can go to the next thing and talking about Saeed, I can say, "Come, Mister Taliban, Tali." No. Oh God. <laughs> that, if, if Sawyer were singing songs, that would be it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You guys want to do best and worst moments? Yes. Yes. You go first, Christy. Best moment is Sun telling Jen it is too hot. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, and then, you know, very sweet with Kate running into Jack's arms. Um, worst moments, Sawyer telling Kate that Jack was dead. That that was just shitty of him. Um, and also Saeed getting bashed in the head kind of sucked. So those were the two worst. Derek, what are your best and worst moments? Uh, best moment was when Charlie kicked the heroin through the fire, even though it was bad for future, you know, someone gets, has pain, but I was just glad that he kicked that, kicked the heroin. That was just a good turn for him. And the worst is uh, when Sawyer at first lies to Kate about Jack and then eventually, you know, says, oh, he's dead, but now you can pity me. Yeah. That was just bad. Ben? Uh, my favorite moment was when Charlie says, I'm a bloody rock god, and then all the rocks come down. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah, that's good. My worst moment was drive shaft on stage. Once, <laughs> like, we all, everybody, and then once I Fuck actually saw the guys. closed caption lyrics, I was like, it's so much worse than I thought. I'm I'm actually glad your band broke up, because fuck you. <laughs> I can't believe they even had someone in concert, you know, don't <laughs> show up. Uh, my best moment was uh, watching a hobbit talking about banging two chicks and then watching them together. I don't know why I got a <laughs> kick out of that. Yeah. Um, worst moment when Charlie realizes that his brother is letting him down yet again. Yeah. Um, at the end. All right. Derek, who do you have best and worst and who are you fucking and killing? Uh, this episode, my best was um, Locke, just because he helped uh, Charlie kick the habit, and he's still hunting boar and skinning them and rubbing them with them palm with leaves, caressing them palm leaves, <laughs> popping out from crevices, and <laughs> yes. And my worst is Liam because he's just a dick, not a rock god, and really screwed his brother over big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuckable is uh, Kate, just because she's Kate, and I'll just kill Liam this episode. You know, he's kind of a minor character, but he still should take the bullet. All right, Christy. Okay, so my top 
were very, very similar to Derek's. Um, my favorite character was Lock in the Box for helping Charlie through the detox. Oh, my look least at that. favorite. Hey, huh? hey yeah. rhymes, man. Um, my least favorite was Liam for getting Charlie hooked on smack and just for being a dick in general. Um, fuck Kate. I mean, she's sexy even when she's dirty. And then I say, let's Especially. kill heroin. Oh, there you We're go. Killing heroin. Okay. Yeah. I mean, ben? if the worst character can be that song, then why can't we kill heroin? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Ben. What what's your what's up with yours? Actually, um, I'm going to do mine first, and then you can go and give us the power rankings. Okay. Um, my uh, best and worst are the same: Locke and Liam. Um, however, for fucking, I am going to have a three way with Charlie and Liam, and then afterward, I'm going to kill Liam. <laughs> <laughs> That's Black Widow shit going on here. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So that's it. Um, Ben, give us your uh, best and worst, and then let us know where we are with the power rankings after this week. All right. Um, I'm actually going to. Everyone else said Locke was their favorite. Charlie was my favorite. I saw like Locke was sort of the enabler in this, but Charlie actually did the, I guess, the heavy lifting, even though he wasn't really doing the heavy lifting. Hmm. Charlie's my favorite. Um, least favorite. I, I didn't like Liam either, but Sawyer was my was my least favorite because um, I mean he's just he's just Smarmy. a real fucking liability. Um, you know. Uh, I would I mean Kate as far as fuck until until the island gets some fresh some fresh uh, trans. I was gonna say, I, have you chosen to fuck anyone else yet? Either of you two guys? I think you both fucked yes. son one week. Yeah, I fucked son. Uh, I fucked, right. yeah, I fucked Sun twice and I fucked Shannon once, but I also yeah, killed I her. Shannon so. once. Well, oh, to be right. clear, the the women have the higher chance of being fuckable yeah. than the men because but, you yeah. and I sometimes vote for the women as well. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would, I would kill Liam um, or their hit song. But um, so for the power rankings, where this brings us. Um, Again, Liam took a lot of the bullets this week, so we didn't have a whole lot of movement over last week. Um, Kate is still holding strong in the top slot. We've actually got Locke, however, coming up, though. Locke has actually taken second place um, with Jack falling into third. What are the um, point values? Um, let's see. Kate is at 85 points. Locke is at 76. And Jack's oh. at 46. So Ooh. Locke has just come surging into the lead. Um, we have popped out you know, of nowhere. That's what he does. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so our bottom dwellers are uh, first horses still Shannon. However, her precipitous fall has stabilized. She appears to uh, have others that are catching up to her. Um, Michael is in second place behind her. And then you've got Sawyer and Boone tied for third worst. And the points values are what? Let's see. Shannon is at negative 78 points. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Michael's at negative 37. And Sawyer and Boone are both tied at negative 35. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Shannon, because you get, we should probably remind everybody how you get these. Each each um, place has a specific point value. And we actually do rate first, second, and third best and worst. We just don't make you sit through all of them. 
And um, the fuck and kill are extra points or deductions. And I think Shannon's been killed like a hundred times already. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, she, she definitely the, so low. The well, first like four times. episodes. Yeah. yeah, the first like four episodes, she just dove. But ever since ever since episode four, she's just sort of stabilized, and um, other folks okay. are sort of catching up to her. Yeah. All right, so let's do final impressions. I will start. Um, so this episode is is an important one. It definitely brings in and, and sort of sets up the the themes of redemption and rebirth. Um, we see Charlie run through essentially the same experience he had with his brother and his band as he was having on the island. Um, only at the end of this episode, he makes a different choice. And gets himself like a redo almost, which is a whole lot about what this island is about. Um, he gets a so mulligan. So again, I think it's what? He gets a mulligan. A mulligan? I thought you said he's a Republican. I was like, what? No. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, right, right. Got a mulligan, made another choice. Um, and yeah, I just think, I think it, it's an important episode because it 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 relies heavily on on some of the major themes for the course of the entire show. Um, ben, what's your what's your final impression here? Well, now I'm just thinking about like Republicans on the island and thinking about like reproductive rights for women on the on the beach oh and God. reproductive rights for women in the caves. <laughs> mm, um, no, we just string them up and skin them. Yeah, Spoon, right, baby. Um, this is actually one of my favorite episodes of the first season. Um, I like, I know, and I've touched on it already. Like we've got several, you know, several levels of, of sort of symbolism, you know, starting off in the confessional, um, then being in the caves, the moth, all of this stuff is sort of like these ideas of you're in these, you're in this confined place while you're, you know, you're struggling and it makes you strong. And, you know, it's it's not like it's very subtle subtle um, symbolism, but it's. I thought the the writing was really really well done. I like the way that they um, they would reference something in a flashback, and then it would echo in the present, or they'd say something in the present, and it would echo in the flashback. There was a lot of nice kind of tie-ins that they did there. Um, and all in all, I felt like this was like Charlie needed this episode as a character because. Up until now, he's almost like he's had more lines than Hurley, but he's been almost as ineffectual. Um, he hasn't really been a part of the decisions and of like, you know, the real big goings on on the island. So he's I like, like this a episode. Little puppy that's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, I'm going to come along with this. Yeah, this is what we're going to do. A, I'm, gonna, I'm in a band. I'm in a band. Yeah. I'm in a band, yeah. guys. I'm in a band. Yeah. It's, I'm like, a band. Yeah. Rock God. <laughs> it's shake and bake and I helped. What? <laughs> Oh my god. All right, Christy, final impressions. I'm I'm with both of you on this. I absolutely loved this episode. The, you know, all the themes of rebirth and I very much agree with Ben with all the confined spaces and and becoming stronger. Um so yeah, it was a great episode. All right. Uh Derek, what are your final impressions and your lasting questions? Yeah, I agree with y'all. This was actually a really good episode. I liked, um, you know, Charlie's journey, you know, kicking the habit and, you know, how, you know, it was back in the past and now in the present. I also like the fact that uh, Michael and Shannon became slightly more useful. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's nice. So my uh, biggest question is, who knocked out Saeed? Oh. Who doesn't want them to be rescued, obviously? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, All right. Uh, that was episode eight. We got through it. I can't believe it. Um, so I think that was episode seven. But Well, you know. shit, guys. I might have said episode eight this whole time. We're going to have to check so. the beginning. No? Oh, fuck. All right. Um, that was episode seven. Join us next week for episode eight. It's called Confidence Man. It's a Sawyer episode. I'm doing it. See you then. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at Space Bear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or... Come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.